Brought to you by Soul Fire Productions. Hello and welcome to Mother the Mother. I am McLean McGowan. This podcast is an offering for all women to gather energetically, sister to sister, mother to mother, to co-create a sacred space for healing, educating, and sharing as we journey through motherhood and womanhood. It is such an incredibly powerful moment in time to be a woman, and I thank you for showing up on behalf of yourself and for all of the women in your lives, past, present, and future, to honor our matriarchal lines, all who came before, and all who will come after. Hi everyone, thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm your host, McLean McGowan. As always, it is such an honor to be here with you for a little part of your day. I know that time is precious, especially in your busy, busy lives as mamas. So whether you're listening to this commuting to work or driving your kids to pick up and drop off, lying in bed nursing, or maybe out on a walk with your baby in the stroller, thank you for letting me be a part of your day. I never take that for granted and we truly are co-creating the space together. So thank you, thank you for showing up. I want to do a quick card pull for us today. So just get cozy, closing your eyes if you can, if you can have a little meditation with it. If not, just stay relaxed or become relaxed, letting the words come into your sphere if it resonates. And if it doesn't resonate, that's fine too. Just let it gently wash off your auric field. I'm pulling the one card deck that I always use, Earth Warriors Oracle by Lana Fairchild. And I'll do a reading. Fira Kocha, honor the light. You are a light bearer. Your sole purpose is to redress the presence of darkness on this planet through shining the light. You are meant to do this in the ways that feel most uplifting to you. What brings brightness to your spirit? Do those things. How can you create a loving legacy to remind others of the light? Exploring and expressing the light in ways that remind others to seek the light too is a way to fulfill your divine destiny. Your light is powerful. Use it. People around you, perhaps even you, can sometimes get caught up in the troubles of the world and forget to focus on the light and their own creative power. Gently but persistently remind yourself and others to ask for divine help. This can be done according to each individual's belief system. Prayers will be answered. Focus on the light at specific moments during each day. Place sacred objects in your line of vision so you see them and remember that light often. You are a light worker, light bearer, one who is divinely designed to receive and transmit light for the benefit of humankind and Mother Earth. You have more influence in situations to bring about divine conclusions than you may realize. Don't be afraid to use your light in all ways possible. The great creator deity in the pre-Inca tradition from the Andes region is Viracocha, who is said to have risen from Lake Titicaca during the time of darkness to bring forth light. He made the sun, moon, and the stars. In his wisdom teaching, this reminds us of the importance of creating numerous ways to experience and remember the light and to reflect it back to ourselves in the world. Creating things in our minds and our world to reflect the divine light is vital. These could be simple altars, sacred spaces, beautiful sacred objects, or if could be the act of burning incense playing beautiful music, doing a daily practice of meditation and oracle readings, praying, conscious dance, or art. Choose whatever it is that helps you honor the light and reinforces it as an authentic presence within your being. Through regular practice, a radiance will be ignited and its flames fanned within. Our soul becomes a lighthouse to help others find their way. Amplifying the inner light is a way to tap into your creative consciousness. Then, what you generate in this world through your thoughts and actions is what you actually want to share. That which increases hope, goodwill, happiness, and peace in this world. 
It is said that Viracocha made humans by breathing into stones, but his first creation efforts were not pleasing to him, so he destroyed them with a flood and began anew for a better result. The symbolism of this speaks of allowing our creative ideas to evolve. We do not need to be scared to let things fall away, to wash clean and start afresh with our creative intentions. We can do this daily through prayer and other ways to honor and strengthen the inner light of spirit. For someone like you with a strong mind and the ability to broadcast thoughts and feelings more clearly than many around you, with a position and purpose of spiritual influence at a soul level, it is essential that you bring your mind and way of being back to the light many times each day. If you get into a dark mood, it doesn't only affect you. It may well bring down many others. Even if you are alone, hiding from the world under a bundle of blankets, your darkness doesn't go unnoticed, unfelt. The more you grow spiritually, the more your own states of being will have an impact in this world. This doesn't mean that you need to fear your own darkness. Rather, when it arises within you, your job is to recognize it and work through it without delay. You minimize the amount of time and grip that you give it in your own soul, and you practice authentically bringing yourself back to the light. There is no magic in this. It is an ability born of practice. The discipline to practice comes from a desire to be in the light. You can choose to be in the light for whatever reason. It could be simply that it feels good or that it connects you to great spirit and you like feeling that way. It may be that being happier makes you more attractive and magnetic to what you want to experience or you want to brighten up someone's day and not darken their mood with your own. You may want to show gratitude to the divine, not discontent, and so forth. The point is that you figure out your best motivations to be in the light, and you practice putting yourself there again and again. The healing process for this, you would say this aloud, I ask for divine blessing that my creations may be expressions of true spiritual light, bringing assistance to this world. I give thanks for the gift of my creativity and my ability to feel and know the light. May this light dwell fully alive within me, inspiring my creativity so that I am a source of loving radiance for those in need in this world. May joy always be at home in my heart through my own free will. So be it. And then it goes on to say, then contemplate something that you would like to create or a feeling that you would like to experience more of in this world. Take a few moments to imagine, visualize, feel, or pretend that you can build a light in your heart that holds all the good feelings and happy visions around the situation that you wish to bring to life in the world. When you are ready, imagine it rising up from your heart and flying towards the light of the sun, where it ignites into divine flame and returns to plant itself in the earth as golden seeds. Feel good about these seeds, knowing that they are strong and healthy and blessed and will grow into maturity, bringing nourishment for the greater good. Hmm, I really love that. Coming back to the light as much as you need throughout the day and having your sacred objects around you. It could be crystals. I like to have crystals around the house, some in my purse, some in my car, so that I am reminded of the beauty of the world and the light playing mantras, having your altar. I have my meditation altar. Actually, we have a couple altars around the house. We have our main Buddhist altar. But yeah, coming back to the light again and again and again throughout the day. And that's what I always live and also share here is, you know, those little minutes throughout the day build up into lots of minutes throughout the day. So even if it doesn't feel quote unquote worth your time or that you're actually going to get much done, you are. When you come back to the light, when you come back to your breath, hand on your heart breathing, hand on your belly for 60 seconds can do wonders to come back to yourself. Thank you for that reading today, great spirit. So A question that came to me earlier today was, I mean, it was kind of a multi-question question, question, but it got me thinking and I felt compelled to get on here and do a quick solo on it because I feel like it's really important. And, you know, we have so much information happening 
<laughs> coming at us right now. You know, every day there are these big bombs of veils lifting, new evidence, new corruption. It's a lot. And it's going to continue at least through probably 2024. And we are here for it. Our souls chose to be here for it. So when you get overwhelmed or anxious or fearful, just remind yourself gently that your soul chose to be here for this time. So how can you be the light? How can you bring the light to this life, to your children, to your family, and be part of the solution and be part of the new world we are creating? There is a great change in consciousness happening and it's going to continue. This country is in a Pluto return, which is a whole thing, but it's all on track and it's supposed to be happening. The old institutions are beginning to crumble. Some are really crumbling. Some are being held up by scotch tape, but we're here for the demise of a lot of darkness and there will be so much light coming forward, but we have to hold steady and we have to stay in the light and we have to stay strong. And so we have to take care of our bodies and our minds in order to do that. So what came forward today was for parents that have children who got a diagnosis that they might be on the spectrum, for example, what would my advice be? And that brought up a lot of things. And so what I wanted to kind of start with here is that we have all this information coming at us, right? And it's very hard to discern what is truth for right now, what's maybe truth for us, what's truth for someone else. Uh, We're all being very triggered. We're questioning everything we've kind of learned or been learning. So that makes some of us clutch on white knuckling, you know, going down with the burning ship because that's what we believe. And then others of us going, hey, I didn't know that. I was taught something different, but that doesn't make sense to me anymore. So let me question and and look at it this way. And we're all on a different track. You know, we're all on a different part of our path and so be it. That's how it's supposed to be. But my advice for that question was multifold, which can be applied to anything. And that's why I wanted to get on here. These issues can be applied to anything, any issue you're having in your life, these things. So we have a spiritual component, we have an emotional component, we have a physical component. So this question that was posed to me today, for parents that are suffering, their child has been given a diagnosis of being ADD or on the autistic spectrum, what advice would I have for them? So that's a huge topic. And this is what I answered. And this can be applied to everything is, first of all, we only know what we know when we know it. So when it comes to parenting, we really have to give ourselves an incredible amount of self-love. We have to give our partners, which is hard, an incredible amount of love and compassion, right? Because in general, most of us are doing the best we can, truly. Most of us are showing up. Most of us are doing the work. Most of us are trying to be the best parents that we can be. But it's very confusing times because we have a lot of experts, doctors, authors of books, different healers throwing a lot of information at us. And it's very confusing. And a lot of us are not in integrity in our own intuition and in our own inner knowing. And again, don't blame yourself. This isn't good or bad either way, right? It's not like one way's white and black. You know, it, this is very nuanced stuff. You know, as I say a lot on here, pregnancy, motherhood, can be a fast track of spiritual practice, right? A lot of us get on the spiritual path when we become pregnant, but nothing really brings you back into full integrity as when we want 
to be the best we can for our children. So let's just forgive ourselves. So as we move forward in this conversation, please do not heap shame or guilt upon yourself. We do enough of that already. Just know you knew what you knew when you knew it. And now there's always an opportunity to reroute, to change course, to change things up. So again, circling back to this question, what advice would I give to these parents? First of all, it's important to look at who's giving this diagnosis and what are they judging it against? I think a lot of diagnoses within the Western medical field is based on a very outdated paradigm, right? An outdated framework. For example, this kid cannot sit in his seat for two hours, three hours, five hours, six hours, whatever it is. That's just a very minute example. But looking at, are children supposed to be in a seat for that many hours? When did that become like the normal from which we judge all children? Apply that to anything, right? So this example of this child today was not speaking till they were, they're two and not really speaking. And the parents, it's a first child, they're clearly invisibly upset, worried by their doctor, trying to figure out what support to get. So we have, first of all, is that actually outside of what quote unquote normal is? What even is normal? Also think a lot of these souls coming into this earth right now are higher vibing beings than we are. Maybe this baby's just like, Ugh, this world is weird. I'm not ready to talk and like really get in conversation with you guys yet. Maybe I'm just going to be over here in my magic and I don't need to share my thoughts with you right now. I'm going to show you in other ways. So we have that. There's the spiritual aspect of these children are coming in with such a higher vibe than we have. Like it's pretty astounding seeing these babies and also knowing they have their own soul contract for when they came in and why they came in. And we don't know that, you know, so we have to do the best we can to support their health, to have healthy healing boundaries, have a healthy framework so they get proper sleep, proper nutrition, proper care, all of that, right? So that they can let their magic fly and be open and be their authentic selves. But we can only do that when we're conscious and we're more patient, when we personally have enough support to have that expanded bandwidth. So that's one thing I just offer to you new parents is who's giving you a diagnosis? What do they have invested in that diagnosis? And why would they tell you that? So that's just, you know, again, neither good or bad, just like looking at that. What are they judging it against? Maybe if your kid doesn't like being in a seat for eight hours, they go to outdoor school. Are you homeschool? Are you do a hybrid? You know, there's so many ways now to think outside the box. And that's what I really think is so important for every parent to really own is each one of our children has a unique print of why they came to earth in this reincarnation. And we really need to give them the space to lead us to what makes them feel the most free and full and healthy. Because when they are, when we see our children thriving, it makes us thrive. It makes us so happy. Instead of making ourselves miserable by trying to fit them into some label or some box or go to this school because that preschool gets them into this grade school and that grade school gets them to this high school. You know, we put so much pressure on everyone and no wonder we're effing miserable right? How can we be free to be ourselves? And that's a huge responsibility and it's a huge amount of work. I know I'm right in it with you. So that was one thing. It's just looking from a neutral party. Okay. I hear that diagnosis, good information to have, but I don't have to take it as truth. I don't have to take it as truth for this being. Also looking at the physical parameters, right? So what's the sleep like? Is child hydrated properly? What's their nutrition? The biggest issues are generally non-raw dairy, gluten, corn, peanuts, soy. Those are the big ones. So you try cleaning those up, you know, 
there are so many countless, countless stories of mothers and parents that have healed ADD, major anxiety, depression, behavioral problems, simply by cleaning up the diet. I mean, that's not simple. It's a very hard thing for children to do, but it can be done. GAPS diet is huge. So much quote unquote ADD or autoimmune issues stem from not having good gut health. So when you can really go after that problem and seal the gut and get that online, it can greatly affect mental health. So that's another place. Food allergies, getting a great panel, going to a functional doctor. This is a more controversial aspect. It's like not talking about the white elephant in the room if I don't bring it up is the shots, the vaccinations. And I know this is the most triggering topic in the world right now. So sending loyal to everyone as you listen to this, but we have to just be really honest that giving them and the quantity that we're giving them right now is a whole lot of chemicals. And I'm not saying do or don't. I'm saying the amount that we are given is pretty insane. So A lot of you that don't have children, you don't even know this because we don't usually know this until we're dealing with it, right? To be caught up, I think it's like by sixth or seventh grade in grade school, the CDC list is 72 shots, 72 shots. To give you something to weigh that against, I probably had six to 10 and we're giving four to six sometimes at a time to babies less than a year old. And we're giving the same amount we would give a 10-pound baby to a 200-pound man. So that's a lot of toxicity that we are bringing into the bloodstream that the baby has to detox, the child has to detox out through their liver, get it out of their bodies. So the big things we have to look at for every child, pooping every day, that is a must. If your kid is not pooping every day, that is a problem. That is a big problem. So you need to figure that one out ASAP. That's for every kid. Ideally, twice a day, you know, ideally, ideally, we're all pooping after every meal that we eat. I would not say most American adults are doing that. Kids got to poop, got to get the toxins out of their body. If you have done a lot of the shots, again, not judging anybody. I'm not judging anything. I'm saying you can help your child detox, open up their pathways, good sweat. That's why exercise is so important. Pooping, peeing, proper hydration, huge. Adding electrolytes, Plenty of vitamin C, plenty of vitamin D, fresh vitamin D sunshine on their bodies. A little bit of fresh sunshine on their bodies, as little clothes as possible, 10 minutes a day, no sunscreen. And there's so many amazing products now to help detox their liver, help detox heavy metals, because all that stuff gets stored in your organs, in your brain, and we all have different genetics. And so if you're giving one protocol to every child, again, that's kind of insane, right? You don't give a 200-pound man that amount, say it's like a Tylenol, has a headache. You don't give that amount of Tylenol to a three-month-old. That's not the same dosage. It's not even the same product, but that's what's happening. And... The last I heard the statistic was children from zero to, I think, 16 in the United States, 54% had autoimmune issues. Guys, that's not normal. We have some big problems on our hands. So yeah, our babies are being affected. Our kids are being affected. And you can eat all the organic food in the world that you want, but if you're injecting that many toxins into the baby, something's going to give. Okay. That's all on that topic. Cause that's a huge topic. I keep going on. And again, we do what we know when we can, we trust people that that trust may change over time. Just know please that there's always space and time to reroute, to heal, to heal ourselves, to heal generational trauma, generational genetics, right? Genetics are just one player. There's so many other things that come to play with generational health. And we have emotional. So 
those of you listening that are moms, you know this to be true. For those of you that aren't moms yet, maybe, or maybe some moms haven't experienced this, but you will as your kids get older, is as mothers, we are so connected with our children and they actually take on most of what we're going through. And it's a hard pill to swallow that because obviously life doesn't stop, right? When you have babies and children, life can get more intense and we have big feelings and we're dealing with big things and it doesn't help to bypass that and squash it down and bury it. In fact, that usually makes it worse because kids are even more confused. They're like, something's really wrong here. I know it, but everyone's acting like nothing's wrong. And then that makes them feel insane. So what do we do? We have to do the inner work on ourselves. So Again, coming back to that question, that original question is maybe there's something within mom or dad from their own birth, possibly of their own childhood, or maybe it's from the birth of this child, traumatic birth, something came up in that, that is also affecting that child not wanting to speak. We are that inner related in our energetic fields, in our energy, and that's just something to look at. And again, it's not about shame or blame. It's looking at the symptoms of life, the symptoms that our children are experiencing, and what is that mirroring back to us to look at and to heal. We have that in our own lives, right? Like, oh, my lower back's really hurting. Okay, it can just be like, oh, my lower back's hurting. But if you have that chronically over and over and over, what is your body trying to tell you that you're ignoring? And there's a whole fascinating emotional, physical overlap. Louise Hayes has a great book about it. But like, for instance, you know, a couple months ago in the fall, I pulled my calf muscle out super randomly. It wasn't like I tripped or fell or anything. It just popped. So that was emotionally, energetically linked to the energy of leg injuries, which is life moving forward. And literally I was at this like major crossroads crux of career change and having huge feelings. Like I had a huge dark night of the soul the night before that injury happened. No coincidence. It made me slow down for two weeks and sit with myself and meditate and journal and cry and feel all the feelings. Would I have stopped to feel those things? Hell no. Hell no. Nope. Mm-mm. Would not have stopped. Would have kept going at my normal fast pace. I was forced to. I was grounded. And our children mirror that back to us. So often the triggers, the parts of our children that trigger us is our own childhood wounding. It's shocking. <laughs> it's fascinating and it's shocking. And it's like, Ugh! I want to be done with that shit. But you know what? It's here to heal. It's here to heal. And it'll keep coming up until we actually look at it and heal it. And my friend Sufi that I've had on the podcast before, she's a medium and the babies and children speak to her. And it's fascinating what the babies are taking on from parents. Fascinating. So I believe it's really, really real. So again, none of this is good or bad. And none of these may be the answer for this family, but it just got me thinking that there's so many ways for us as mothers to look at what is coming up for our children. How can we be there? And how can we be there as a strong pillar for them to have their experience without us projecting our wounding onto them? How can we hold the space for them? So we're here. I'm here, babe. I love you. I'm here to hold you whenever you want me to. I'm here for you. I'm here sitting outside your closed door if you need to be alone, but I'm here and I'm not going anywhere. That's what our children need from us. They need to know we're here. We're not getting distracted. We're not backing down. We're not going to zone out on our phone. I'm here for you. I see you and I'm going to fight for you. That's what our children need from us now more than ever. And for a lot of us, we weren't modeled this kind of behavior. And so it's unlearning what we knew so that we can remember this power, this authentic, innate power within us. 
and that we can heal the past so we can truly be the most authentic for ourselves, which, I mean, that's winning right there, right? Like we're living, I'm McLean McGowan, I'm living my own life today in this lifetime, in my karmic experience of this life by myself. I'm having my own in my lane life situation and it's affecting my children. I'm not my children. I'm not living for my children. I am here on this earth for many reasons. Some of have to do with my family, some don't, right? So I have my own container over here, but it overlaps with my kids because we are one. We came from one. They came from me, right? So I have my family unit, then I have my kids and me unit, and then I have myself as a unit. And they will feel everything. I mean, look back to your own childhood. When were you scared? What scared you? Was it what people told you or was it what people didn't tell you? For myself, it was usually what people didn't tell me. And my brain, my little girl brain had to fill in what I thought was happening. And a lot of that then bounced back into my field as having to be a people pleaser and perfectionist and blah, blah, blah. So everyone else would be happy and feel good because they're not happy, but I don't know why. So it must be me because as a kid, everything is egocentric like that. So some advice I was giving that earlier example was even as your child or your baby is sleeping, you can talk to them. You can speak to their unconscious mind. Baby, I'm here to support you. I'm not exactly sure what you're going through right now, but I'm here to love you and protect you as best I can. And when I make mistakes, I'm going to admit it and I'm going to do better. And I'm going to do better when I know how to do better. And I'm learning how to do better right now. They just need to know where we are. They need to know what we're feeling. There's so much possibility for healing when you do that. You know, and I always say to my pregnant mama clients, speak to your baby throughout your pregnancy. Let them know what's going on. If you're fighting with someone, if you're upset, if your nervous system is feeling really vibey high that day, not feeling good, just speak to them. It's not about them. You're going through your own experience as your body changes, as your hormones have a torrent of flow. You're so happy they're here. You're so happy they're growing. You can't wait to meet them. These big feelings are just about you, mama, as you are on your path of living. We can do that with our kids throughout time. Force correct. Admit when you're wrong, when you're wrong. Apologize. And then when you know to do better, do better. And that's where the follow through, that's where self-discipline comes in. Because some of us do know better and we still don't do better. Because, you know, we don't want to. We don't want to change things. We don't want to really look at ourselves. But I urge you to. I urge you to do the work. You will feel better. Your kids will feel better. And you know, there's always something. I mean, parenting and motherhood is not some smooth sailing situation, nor is pregnancy, nor is birth and delivery. It's all the big kahuna stuff. It's the big life stuff that rocks us, that brings us to our knees, that stretches us right to that point where we think we're about to break and we get stronger. And then life gets kind of calm again happy, flowing. And then there's another big thing because life is happening for us. It's not happening to us. It's happening for us to learn, expand our vibration, teach others about what we've been going through. And that's where the community of motherhood comes in, why it's so important. Because I believe at least that we're the greatest researchers here on earth. We are the researchers. We are the true research scientists. Because when our kid's life is on the line, you best bet we're researching all fucking night over and over and over until we get some clear answers. And, you know, if I'm on a deserted island, I want the moms with me. If I'm on a sinking ship, I want the moms with me, period. But when we have a challenge in our lives with our children, we do that research We figure it out. We course correct sometimes. We throw a lot of the stuff we once believed out the window. 
because we have to, we're forced to, quote unquote, forced to, because we want to do better for our kids, right? We want our kids to be in health and healing. And when we've done all that work and we've gotten to the other side, you want to scream it from the fucking mountaintop so no other mom has to go through that again. And you all know me. I mean, you you know this to be true. If any of you out there say had horrible breastfeeding journey for a year, you stuck with it for a year. I know what you went through. You went through sleepless nights, pulling your hair out, cracked nipples, bloody nipples, torture. The tips and tricks that you finally figured out, you're going to want to share with other new moms so that they don't ever have to go through what you went through. And that's sisterhood, right? That is sisterhood. That is community. That's why we need to be together. That's why we need this village because we learn from one another. We all are on this very similar path with many different variables and details. Thank goodness. Thank goodness there's no one right way. And now there are even more ways because I do believe that these children coming in are so expanded. There's so much higher consciousness going on and they're expanding us. So we need each other. We need to be together. We need to gather. We need to listen. We need to speak. We need to bear witness to each other. And that is then in turn medicine for all of us. So I hope this might have been helpful. I feel like I rambled on a while. But the bottom line is there's a lot coming at us. There's a lot of information. There's a lot of confusion. And please know if you're a new parent, an expecting parent, and even an older parent, parenting has never been like this before. My mom's always telling me like, we never had to deal with anything that you guys are dealing with. So please know that too. We are in a unique place and space and time. So please give yourself love, give yourself grace, give yourself compassion, give yourself time. Because we can't figure things out when we're also completely wrung out and exhausted. We know this. When our tank is on negative five or zero, we don't have anything to give. So taking care of yourself is not a luxury. It is a necessity. Soul love, soul care, self-care, self-love, however you want to call it. Practice coming back to the light many times a day. Take care of your body. Put good food, good fuel into it. Question the old habits and patterns that you know aren't serving your highest good? Are you willing to put them down just for a little bit to see what's under there? What needs to be healed so that you can fully heal and thrive at your optimal levels for yourself, which then is for your family and your children? This is the time. This is the time to get honest with yourself to forgive yourself, to forgive others, to commit to being the healthiest that you possibly can in body, mind, and spirit. Get the healing work you need. Get the support you need to let go of the trauma of the past because we're in a new future now. It's time. Sending love out to all of you. I'm here for you, walking this path with you, alongside you. And I actually feel very excited about the future. I feel very confident in the future right now. Yes, we are still in a lot of darkness. And yes, I see the light. I see the awakening. I see people really fighting for freedom and standing up for freedom in the big and small ways. So let's keep that momentum going. Free ourselves from any bondage or feelings of being trapped or caged. Where are you allowing for that? Where are you rationalizing that? Where can you come back to your sovereign being and then be that shining example to all the others around you? So let's liberate ourselves. Let's liberate each other and truly see and live the life of our dreams. Sending love out to all of you. Jema. 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 Jema.